episode 571 of the Lee Cast podcast. I'm Nick Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Sweet. Hey, it's it's me, Nick. Why didn't you use your full title when you introduced yourself? Cuz we're finished with that. We're on to a new chapter of League Cast. Yeah, Nick oh, stopped doing okay. that like a month or two. Yeah, yeah. it was a while ago. <laughs> no, no, no. I want I, I meant your full title, not Nick the King. Oh, Cooper. can you remind me of what that is? Yeah, you're Nick the King, the Aram Trundle Glacial Augment Imperial Mandate Savant. <laughs> Savant, <Cooper>. yeah. <laughs> Aiden and I uh, played it. We played it at Aram last night, and I got Trundle. And let's just say the boys are impressed. <laughs> um, so he he did like nine thousand damage, and his mandate did like seven thousand of it. <laughs> yeah, I did zero damage, but hard to carry the game. I'll tell you that for free. Um, all right. Hey, on this episode, we've got a little bit of league cast news. Uh, we'll hear uh, about patch 13.1.b and a cyber attack. Oh, that's scary. To protect you from the cyber attack, we'll hear from NordVPN. <laughs> nice. Very good, right? Um, and then Solid. Aiden hosted, or hosted, a, a, um, a, what is this called? Like a, a he, survey? He hosted a survey? Yeah, hosted a survey, and um, <laughs> we'll hear about that. Roll strength, poggers, and then competitive league. Uh, close it out with roundtable and mail fight. We got a lot of emails too. So again, if we don't get to your email, it'll be on the next episode. Aiden, how was your week though? Mike was good. Um, I played through all of Devil May Cry Five. That was Pog. Yeah. Um, so we we were actually talking about this. Um, v best su- playable summoner, right? Yeah, I think he's still most people's not like maybe not their least favorite. I think like most people don't like playing as Nero. It is a fuck like Nero is the Carbal Tunnel character, man. Uh, yeah, I, I mean it, it also sucks because thing. yeah, it, it sucks because um like Dante obviously main character. You're probably gonna get a lot of people who enjoy playing him. Uh, Virgil coolest character probably. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people excited for him. Uh, I would say, like, then it just comes down to, do you like playing V or Nero more? And uh, to me, V was cooler, and the play style was just so unique and, and flowed so well that, uh, I mean, it, he was cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I don't even know if he was the best character, but, like, the fact that he's a summon character that doesn't suck and is actually fun to play as is yeah. fucking amazing. <laughs> I, I feel like half of it is just, like, he is involved in the kills, right? I, yeah. I haven't played it in a very long time. But there was the an- the the animation yeah, right you where you had to like execute things, him, yeah. and I feel like a typical summoner would just like, oh, I watched my I watched my dude kill him, poggers. Yeah, no, as long as I fun. stay alive, like that's cool. And then you had to channel right. You 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 had to read the book. Yeah, you have to read the book to channel for super uh, sick. the big dude. Yeah, yeah, super. Uh, it's fun though. It was good. Uh, you know what game I started last night? Let's hear it. Skyrim. Scott, have you never played Skyrim? I've never beaten Skyrim. Really? Um, okay. I'm like three hours in. And I'm the furthest I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, don't um, don't try to like min max because I think that'll absolutely ruin. I already the have game. a bunch of mods on and shit. Okay, I, I just meant more like that. I have done the iron daggers to like max blacksmithing or whatever. 
and it just like ruined the game for me oh i literally have a mod that like makes it easy like get more um xp for like skills and stuff like that okay nice Um, it's very much a game where i'm not playing skyrim to have a difficult experience a difficult rpg experience Mm. yeah Um, or or to spend hours upon hours grinding skills yeah so i'm just like i'm just playing i'm playing with a bunch of mods i'm gonna have some fun i've just never played through the game fully so uh nice it's a good game it's a good game uh um, i if you have you played through oblivion no this is the charm's the only um elder El, holy i always want to say fucking elden ring holy shit elder scrolls game i've ever even played mm-hmm. i and no, I, I haven't played any of them either the only game i play is league of legends <laughs> uh i i do think um oblivion is better but it's also older so i'm excited for elder scrolls oh, yeah. 6 but uh anyways oh, yeah. uh other than like an actual league stuff um uh, played a lot of flex queue i'm sure one of you guys can talk about that a little bit so i don't take too much of my week um and then i played a lot of solo queue i am d one seventy eight points if i win one more game i'll be in master series which is cool um my lobbies are fucked my mmr is crazy it is like 400 points grandmaster mmr i would <laughs> say on average now um the highest ranked player i played with today was a challenger like 700 point player wow uh, <laughs> and we beat him <laughs> he was a fucking like currently challenger coach. 700 or yeah. last year oh fuck yeah so I mean, we've played with a bunch of people who are challenger last season yeah but, yeah, um, yeah it was also like the sweet spot i am duo abusing don't get me wrong at this point um i think the game's way more fun duo but you can't duo in master plus and i have the sweet thing where my mmr is so fucking good i'm only playing with the gm plus players and you can't duo in master plus so unless the enemy team has two people smurfing that are both in diamond duo queued the enemy team can't have a duo interesting <laughs> right he's, he's abusing this system have you been doing with trevor or yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. um it's been fun though like I, i've been having a blast yeah the guy i fucking played against who's challenger he is oh he's challenger 600 sorry but he's ranked 63 on the server like that's like, sick dude every game's like 400 point like average i would say mm-hmm. um and i wouldn't say like i'm hard caring but i'm like holding my own which has been super fun so I, i'm yeah, having I was a blast gonna, that was gonna be my next question are you enjoying the the games yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still think Tom Kench overall is weak, but I'm getting way better at understanding how to play him. Like, the reality is you can play any character in the game to Challenger. You just have to play with their strengths, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Every game I go first item Anathemas, <laughs> or anath- Anathemas, I think is how mm-hmm. you actually pronounce it. Um, I don't know. I've been getting way fucking better at, like, Tom Kench. I feel like I'm good at the game, too. Um, nice. There's a lot of like stuff I want to start doing though. We'll get into like the discussion during our roll strike thing, but I think top, top overall is pretty low impact when you're a tank right now. Um, I think there's ways to make top higher impact. One of them is play Cassante. Um, but <laughs> yeah, there's things I, that I'm I'm thinking about well, implementing in my game plan to like help fix that. Hell yeah, that was gonna be one of my discussion points for the survey later. Is, uh, yeah, I, I'll give the I'll give the new fucking hotness. So one thing I was talking about last week is I think you should like just start roaming like super early, mm-hmm. um, as like top laners if you're playing tanks, right? Because you have you have no agency in lane, so you might as well just go affect the map early. Um, the other thing I, I I haven't tried this yet. I think it's good on any tank, almost any tank. I think after laning phase is done, buying a support item. Okay. Like, uh, for Tom Kent, for example, I'd buy Relic Shield. So as mm-hmm. soon as I get out of landing phase, oh. buying Relic Shield for 400 gold um, or whatever the fuck. I don't even know how much a support item is, right? Mm-hmm. And then all you do is you farm 20 CS per five minutes, which is the uh, CS cap, and you only use the Relic Shield charges on cannon minions. 
Um, so you're sharing 80 plus gold every cannon minion um, 15 times or so to your team. So you're generating 1,000 gold for yourself, 1,000 gold for your team, and you have a 400 gold item that becomes 400% uh, gold efficient as it upgrades, and then you get more vision. Yeah, and you get more vision, and you get a second legendary item. Yeah, for it's a legendary gold. item for 400 gold. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. I, I, I'm with you there 100%, Aiden. I think that it's like ridiculously underutilized and i think even like a step further is if you want to you can also get like the vigilant ward stone for like a thousand yeah. gold which again is another legendary it's a pretty efficient item and then you always have control wards yeah and like so like the, if you're the, if you're a character that doesn't depend massively on other stuff yeah mm -hmm. for you you are giving up csing right you can only cs uh four cs per minute as soon as you buy this item that that's what you're giving up um that being said if you I think if you use it efficiently and i mean look at my, if i look at my tank like um uh cs per minute it's like four point something usually <laughs> yeah um which i i think part of it i don't see us very well i think part of it is just the way that you have to play tanks it's very team oriented you don't really sit in lane and last hit um after a certain point so i think yeah. even if, if i lower this number even more i'm already kind of in that range and i feel like the gains are fucking crazy i think it's something you have to play around really really hard and be really smart about it but i don't see any reason why this wouldn't be a good strategy if done properly hmm that's interesting yeah, I, I feel I, like I, it I would... requires a little more coordination in solo queue than it would be in like if we tried it in flex for instance but it, it I, sounds really solid i think yeah it's probably better in organized place so that you can have like other people catch the waves that are worth a lot of gold but mm -hmm. like I, I i think even if you do farm like over that cap and start getting diminished rewards like you're still getting your experience at at full so like it, obviously it's still significantly reduced value but like you're getting something from it and as long as you're not like a hundred cs over where you've just like destroyed two thousand mm -hmm. gold yeah um, i i think I, I think i have to work on farming in the first 15 minutes of the game more because you definitely need to have x amount of gold before you can do this right like you can't do it on one item um because you'll be on fucking two items for the rest of the game or whatever but if you mm -hmm. do it on two and a half items that's fine. I mean, you're going to get an item, maybe two more, just by doing this route. I, I feel like it's it's super good, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I've seen zero people do it. I've heard people talk about it previously in previous seasons. I think this season makes the most sense, and I think Tom Kench is a really good character to try this on. So I'm probably going to try it with the Flex games. Hell yeah. I, uh, I used to do that sometimes on Zillion, where like after I had two items, I would get Spell Thieves and then just like be a support. Because that's like mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what the character does. I mean, just like uh, think about like even like average level play. Like obviously, in a perfect world, you're always farming every CS on the map, like as a team. But like, how often late game do you get in these fucking weird situations where no one's farming? You're all just fucking skirmishing the entire game, and supporting yeah, is fucking like, excel at shit like that. Yeah, and and again, like in solo queue, I think it's tougher to execute. But like at a higher level as long as you have somebody who can catch those waves like you're golden right because if you're catching every wave or you know even every other and actually hitting those last hits yeah you're gonna get diminished but if like you and your actual support and maybe like your jungle or mid laner are just running around like monkeys making shit happen mm -hmm. while your ad carry or like you know whoever's not with you is just picking up double waves like 
that can be really really effective especially like there are characters that are better at farming two lanes you know whether it be like like misfortune i think is a really good example right because you just can run between the lanes so fast mm-hmm. talia also has that like talon right anyone who can get from lane to lane quickly will enable that strategy even more yeah for hmm. sure um plus just like the insane benefits of having like seven wards on the map at all times yeah that's yeah. that's that's crazy yeah. anyways that's my yeah. that's kind of my like strategy what's going on nice. in my brain I'm, i've been really enjoying league recently so nice awesome what about good you? to hear cool um yeah so uh solo queue's not been going great for me i think sunday i played and went like down 80 lp yesterday i went like plus 60 back so i think i'm like one or two games out from series to get back into plat one uh yeah one or two wins depends if i get plus 15 or plus 16 (laughs) um man there's some there's some nutcases in like plat two plat one it's (laughs) it's so funny like the justification of and and arguments that people make like to to justify their bad play um or or like they'll I, i get it all the time whenever i play nyla um like every support just assumes that you can go in and win every 2v2 ever and like a, a lot of characters just bullshit on you but they have no idea and they flame you for not going in with them <laughs> um so shout out to all those supports who have no idea what a champion does but tell you how to play it um <laughs> but no i had i had one guy which i thought was hilarious aiden you reminded me of it with the thing you posted in the discord but like he was i forget what jungler he was playing it might have been fiddlesticks and like mid was getting like repeat dove while he was farming raptors and like he didn't have any objectives he was only up like two camps power farming and everybody on the team was like calling him out for being outplayed and his his response was like like you guys all suck i was four wins away from masters last year (laughs) (laughs) and like like hey d1 80 90 whatever points like that is a that's a good accomplishment like that's you know higher than i hit most seasons but i just find it so funny that he phrased it four wins from masters (laughs) yeah that is a really weird like metric to yeah like like what okay cool i was i was 27 wins away from gm last season (laughs) (laughs) like what the fuck it was so funny and then also like players who have never been diamond like flaming people be like you'll never be diamond you'll you'll be flat one forever Mm -hmm. you're just like it's not it's not that big of a deal man um but yeah so last night games were fun sunday games not fun uh we'll talk about it in the role discussion but like i've been playing pretty much exclusively bot lane um and sometimes your support decides that you just don't get any agency that game but Mm -hmm. uh outside of that we played a good amount of flex we won most of them um been been practicing my support when we do that typically got a couple games as a top last night uh got to deal with Cassante. fuck that character and then (laughs) i uh I'll say went even against like a master Aatrox one trick. So that, that felt good to not in that lane. Um, but yeah, that's about it for my week in league of legends. Nick, 
what you've been up to nice uh i also played a decent amount this week definitely the most that i've played so far um it's been going i wouldn't say great um i don't think i'm playing like super exceptionally well so i'll uh, have to focus that uh, i'm also considering uh two things one kind of seriously and one not so seriously but i think it's a good idea um i i feel like i <laughs> this is gonna be really weird but like i'm just gonna pick characters that i like playing and just play them um so like i i kind of enjoy maokai but i like to i mean play like bard or samira and i think it's I, i'm at the point where like i would enjoy league more if i were just playing the characters that i wanted to play versus like I think this character is really strong right now and you know I think this will be the best way to to climb so I'll I'll have to to see how that's going cuz obviously I still want to progress but um I want to enjoy the game more I think and I think that'll help uh I have been enjoying a lot of flex um whenever we we do play um so that's been uh super super fun um what else? Oh, oh, my second idea is <laughs> I feel like it would be really fun if I just had an account and all I did was play the most recent champion like exclusively because um, I think that is not something that I typically do either. I think we're all kind of not great at playing the new characters that come out um, and that would be fun. So I'd be just be like a Cassante main right now or whoever is next um, later, which I think uh, could be uh, could be a little fun fun way to play the game but we'll see that's a uh, less solidified and more up in the air mm -hmm. um so i don't know cool um but yeah otherwise i think that's pretty much it so we can uh we can get into the show itself uh aiden do we have any league cast news no we did just get a patron a minute ago but i don't Ooh. feel like just reading their names in case that's not what they're they want to be called uh on the patreon i don't have time to like log in and check but uh mm -hmm. we'll read your name next week because you just like signed up like five minutes ago <laughs> that's so funny awesome um all right let's do let's do the new news then we'll just get straight into it do we want to do the the first or the second one let's first. just do the patch really quick we don't need to go through sure. the care changes because we talked about them last week mm -hmm. um yeah, so we'll just before actually, but we'll talk about every other change really quick. Yeah, thirteen one B. So um, thirteen two will not be coming out as planned. Um, this patch will be coming out on Thursday, the twenty sixth. Uh, and first up is Gangplank. His AD growth is increased. His E bonus damage on crits is decreased. So in preparation for the uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah AD carry changes. Yep. So Next it is says increased AD growth. But then it also says 4 to 3.7. Oh, it's probably decreased, if I had yeah. to guess. They probably it's decreased. part of the cybersecurity attack. Mm -hmm. and they changed the numbers on them. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, next is Heimerdinger. Q health, uh, turret health decreased. W magic damage decreased. Good, because I think this character has been the best support for a while. It's nice. Yeah, he's mega good. Uh, Kassadin, E cooldown increased. Also ridiculously strong. They added four seconds to his ultimate at max rank is this Ooh. enough i don't know because so it it functions like a regular ability but also they changed it recently so every spell reduces it by one second right <laughs> yeah um, i don't know if this is enough i mean it, obviously he'll be weaker but i think he'll still be very very strong yeah that's the thing is like where he's very very strong currently 
like goes from S plus plus to S plus. Also, hey, shout out to that one listener who said Cassidy's going to be giga OP, and we didn't believe him. So, <laughs> I don't remember what your name is, but you know who you are. Um, cool. cool, cool, cool. Next up, Kindred Q base damage is decreased. Aiden is pogging at these. I've never seen a Kindred lose solo Q games. That's because Crazy. they don't. Um, next is Lilia, whose uh, passive AP scaling is increased, her Q AP scaling is increased, her E AP scaling is increased, and cooldown now decreased with rank. These are all in preparation for the demonic uh, nerfs that are mm-hmm. coming. We'll talk about those in a minute. Lucian, base mana is decreased. The growth is increased. Uh, so by level 9, he'll have more mana. Uh, base mana regen is down, and the growth is increased. So that uh, breaks even at 14 and is better after that point. Yeah, nice. this is kind of what we talked about a little bit last week. So all the AD carries are getting mana adjustments. Um, we didn't know the exact numbers, but the gist of it is they're supposed to not have to worry about mana as a resource post-laning. Mm-hmm. Which is understandable, I guess. I do think for certain characters like Lucian, it, it may be okay to to still have him limited just because he's, his spells are so powerful compared to the, <laughs> the average AD carry. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, and, and like a lot of characters that do have mana issues are ones, I feel like, who can use uh, Essence Reaver to have infinite mana. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll talk about that because uh, it's getting buffed. Maokai, Q, bonus damage to monsters is decreased, and the E, magic damage is decreased. Good changes. Nami's W is adjusted, and E, base damage is decreased, which is nice. Um, Once again, it's weird because Nami's really only played in two lanes, but she's probably super oppressive in those two lanes, like way too oppressive. Um, Yeah, Yeah, but I I almost feel like it's the 80 carries that are doing it and not Nami, but I don't know. She she applies mandate too well. Yeah, I mean, like the two biggest thing, uh, offenders is obviously Lucian. her Lucian interaction, and then yeah. Karthus is the other one. Oh, I, I was thinking Draven. I think Draven's Nami Draven is the bad, other yeah. like pickable AD carry think, at least. I think Nami Karthus is probably her second best like pairing though. Mm, interesting. Her fucking thing yeah, applies really to good. his ultimate. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think if you can play it well, uh, Nami Brand is better. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> I. It's tough. I think Karthus is the best fucking bottom so lane. So that, that's it's the thing is close. like you have to play brand bottom lane. Uh but one brand spell instantly applies two Nami stacks and you just have a brand without needing to build Rylize or anything like that. Imagine if you just have Karthus though, and then you can just play your character and purposely die in teams and kill everyone. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, it's I I think one of the like wildest things that end uh, I I played with one Karthus who didn't run first strike, which I think is a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Literally, if you just ultimate when there are five people alive and you have first strike up, like even at one item you're gonna get like a hundred to hundred and fifty yeah. gold. If you have a Nami E with mandate and you're at like two items, you're probably gonna get three hundred gold without even having a kill. And like a lot of times, you just randomly ulting will facilitate like getting an assist or like getting a free dragon it's Mm. it's so easy in like a 25 minute game to break a thousand gold from first strike yeah if you're if you're actually using it like when people are alive and you have first strike without abusing the fucking buy yeah sell if you if you buy sell you can probably break 1500 (laughs) (laughs) easily yeah uh oriana passive damage has been adjusted 
Q damage is increased to consecutive targets. W mana cost is decreased. R damage increased. Mm. Uh, I like Colton's the R nutting at these Oriana. Buffs. I love her R fucking nuking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you hit a good ultimate, it should so <laughs> kill everyone. Plus oh, plus fifty, seventy five, a hundred, and the AP ratio is up. Mm -hmm. Oh, Big. am I an Oriana player again? <laughs> We'll Do see. I get to be an Oriana player again? Hell yeah. Uh, Rises up next is... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I also think the Q change is like super underlooked. Like it, so uh, no, I super agree. Through, it's always 70% now rather than being 10 minus 10% 10 per enemy hit, which means like the base thing is like you had to Q position in a way that you wouldn't go through like multiple minions or else like your Q do like no damage or whatever. Um, and now you can just kind of like throw it through and 70% is still like a lot different, but like it's not like you're throwing it through a full wave and like losing 50% of your damage, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big thing is like you could, what, pass it through, even if you just pass it through the ranged minions to harass, it's still like a net damage positive after these changes. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's good. Makes her more fun to play. Yeah, I also like um, this is going to be very helpful for just farming because like again if it if it drops 10 percent every time you're going to deal a different amount of damage to every minion and that's mm -hmm. hard to calculate um so you have to then like plan on minimum damage uh so this this is a very nice quality of life for that i i'm looking forward to playing oriana again hell yeah uh rises up next is base magic resistance decrease and his passive ap scaling is also decreased he was too good for too long Dude, Seraph's yeah. is so good, Nick. <laughs> yeah, what did I say? What did I say, man? I saw old one wasn't as bad. That was like my main like thing. No. I didn't think it was as bad as people thought it yeah. was. Yeah. Well, I, I'm convinced it was worse than a lot of people thought it was. Like, the yeah. item was just so bad. I but, think the biggest thing was just giving the active back on it. Well, it doesn't have the active. It's passive. Well, it's yeah. Give so like, but the shield the, still. What though. used to be an active, like putting it into lifeline, like I think that's a bigger change than like switching it from haste to AP. Like obviously that's also a, a huge part of this, but like giving those control mages that are using this, or just I guess regular mages, uh, again that that lifeline and and being able to like consistently get off a second rotation of spells is so good mm -hmm. i am gonna say i think like i think you're underestimating the ap conversion a, a little bit because it's 80 by itself at when you upgrade it uh and then with the with the scalings by itself like from it, its own bonus mana it's like plus another 20 ap uh it, which only goes up if you build a lost chapter item as well uh, or rod of ages which is also a busted item uh, and that, that mm -hmm. combo yeah oh um, yeah no I'm not, I'm not trying to say the ap is like not important i just think that like the the lifeline i think is bigger by a smidge like you know 55 45 it's just so good mm -hmm. okay anyway udir uh q ad scaling decreased attack speed increased our bonus or sorry our base damage decreased so a little bit of pokes at lethality full AD Udir and full tank. All I bought was demonic uh, Udir. I am glad that they're nerfing Udir and demonic in the same patch. Um, too good the, for too long. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird, but oh well. 
Um, Yumi, attack. No. Sorry, go ahead. No, she's gone. She's out of the game now. This is a really, really big nerf, though. Um, her attack range is decreased. The passive now temporarily increases pa uh, attack range, uh, but it's still going to be lower than it was before. Her uh, base health is also going down, base health regen going down. Uh, her W is um, cutting the amount of adaptive force you give to your target uh, by a pretty significant amount. And the E movement speed uh, is no longer has an AP ratio. This is so literally just pretty, like pretty putting large. her in the ground until the rework comes out or like Probably, the yeah. mini rework or whatever they're doing. So mm -hmm. that's fine. Yep. Um, last but not least is uh, Zoe, who is getting... Um, so this is a change I was talking to Nick a little bit about. Her E is now going to reduce the opponent's magic resist. It's a percentage. Uh, yes, yeah, 20% to 30% scaling. I fucking love this because Zoe, her main issue is that like with tanks being so prevalent, like so much HP in the game, so much tank stats in the game, Zoe fucking can't kill so many targets. But reducing yeah. someone's MR by 30% is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, but um, for a character who has one ish damaging spell, I think it'll be okay, especially because yeah. you don't want your primary target to be the tank. Um, I also like this is a, the game. Yeah, I, I do too. I think she's uh, I think she's fun to to watch at least in in pro play. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. We've got some fighter item adjustments as well. Um, essentially, uh, I think they are overall. We're not gonna. I don't think we'll go into all of these changes. If you want a comprehensive list, you can you can pull up the patch notes. Uh, but overall, they want to reduce the amount of haste and um, sustain that a lot of fighter items build. Uh, so definitely take a look at that and see how it will affect you. Grievous Wounds is also being adjusted um, to, what, 25 it, to 40%? Yeah, the biggest thing is like all the components are going up to 40%, which is what the major parts had before. Um, but the major parts now don't have like the weird conditions. Like uh, it does 40% if um you cc mm -hmm. someone or whatever those like are just not going to exist anymore um so it's going to be like always just has the 40 percent on components and on the full complete so good uh I, I do think it's funny that riot claims that um if they make grievous wounds higher what did they say uh which sounds great until someone gets a heal off when grievous wounds happens to have fallen off and it ends up being unexpectedly huge I don't know if anyone is <laughs> complaining. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if Soraka backs off or Yumi backs off to heal their team without Grievous Wounds on it, I don't, like... That's, like... I, that's, I, I don't, I don't that's, know what the problem is. That's the counterplay to it. Yeah, that's the whole discussion that people are talking about, like, why building early Oblivion's bad into certain characters, because it's as active and passive healing, right? Like, yeah. it's good for a Soraka to realize, hey, they have uh, Oblivion Orb, so I back off for three seconds, then heal my team. Right mm -hmm. versus like an Aatrox something where they have to be fighting to get healing. Those characters don't have that choice, right? And that, that's yeah. like, I feel like that's a cool choice to have. Like, yeah, for sure. Also, like it. I don't. I'm not sure if anyone is complaining. So I'm I'm team anti Grievous Hoons. I think it should just be removed from the game. Period. Um, but I I feel like more people are complaining about healing than they are about Grievous Hoons doing too much healing reduction. Yeah. Like has that has yeah. that argument ever been presented to you? I don't I don't think I've ever seen someone say like 
Yeah, the, your your oblivion orb reduced too much healing. It's OP. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's to say that it can't possibly happen. Because, like, hey, it's probably yeah. not fun to play Soraka versus someone who got a double kill early and is just able to slot in now 40% Grievous Wounds. Like, I get that for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like Grievous Wounds being in the game. I don't think it's been particularly well balanced. And we'll see if this is better because i think it is like an interesting itemization choice right like you can build armor pen against armor you can build percentage damage against high health targets like why not have an option to do something about good like high healing characters um but i yeah this is this is odd because now at at wait so it's always 40 the Upgraded ones were they forty or were they up to six? I thought they were. They up were to 40. 60. They were forty. They, they were forty. They, they, they haven't been sixty. They were in a while. sixty, yeah, but they have not been in a, in okay. quite some time. Yeah. Uh, also, on top of this, again, like you were talking about the bruiser items, like all of the Omni Vamp is gone now, and it's uh, been like switched either to like Life Steal for uh, Ravenous and Maw, and then Eclipse just doesn't have it anymore. So. On top of you know better healing reduction, there's also just less healing, mm-hmm. which is That'd again be good. I think is is a nice way to do it because damn, there's a lot of characters that healed way too much. Like yeah. I'm looking forward to this hopefully hitting Aatrox so that he doesn't get eighty percent of his health back from one Q. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can be very frustrating for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and then all 80... the eighty carry changes, yeah, the yeah, that we've already talked about. So not um... yesterday. <laughs> So take a look at that. Um, a lot of eighty carry changes in addition to the eighty carry items. Uh, other items. Blade of the Rune King is getting, I would say, a buff. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a buff. a buff overall. The active is getting like a bit of a nerf, so it's going to be longer cooldown, lower damage uh, scaling. Um, but the percentage on the on hit damage is going up by a percent, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think anyone was buying it for the active, though. The active was pretty good. Or for the, it was for the on, three on hit trigger. Yeah, the three hit trigger. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I yeah. It was sorry. too short of a cooldown, but like other than that, like I don't think it was ever like the meaningful part of the item. Yeah, I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Demonic Embrace is getting nerfed for melee, buffed for ranged users. Essence Reaver uh, is getting buffed. I think ten eighty for a hundred gold. That's a buff. Yeah, it is a buff. Um, I do think the demonic thing's fucking funny to me. Like, <laughs> riot in the priests and buff fucking every single characters ap ratios and then hey demonic's op <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it's also one of those things where like hey there's just a lot more health in the game than there their previous was like people are playing tanks top lane uh or or in the jungle to some extent which they weren't before um so th- it, oh, yeah, it's like, just better overall i would say 50 percent of junglers build a tank mythic like virtue mm-hmm. or jack show or something so yeah mm-hmm Hey, it helps when those items are or are are fun in the case of hearts uh, heart steel and just OP in the in the case of uh, radiant and jack. Yeah, but do, I can cut your radiant healing now for only eight hundred gold. True. Um, <laughs> At full effectiveness. Cool. Some ARAM changes as well. Um, uh, death time reduction for ARAM, which is cool. Hey, Nick, it's kind of weird. I'm looking through these ARAM changes, and they didn't nerf glacial mandate trundle. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Uh, I've only lost yeah. one game on it, and I've played it a bunch. So, uh, I, I'm telling you, it's OP. 
Um, Chemtech Drake is getting a small buff, 1% on um, Tenacity, Heal Shield, Power, and the, the Soul buff. Uh, and then we've got I, a lot of... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I do well in the future want to have a discussion about air imbalance stuff because I'm, I'm, I've fucking turned 180 on this. Ooh, yeah? I think ARAM balance changes are good for the game. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. We well, should have a uh, we should have a talk because I just have a screenshot. And it fucking blew my mind, and that alone like changed my mind. It's like literally like the patch history for every character's <laughs> win rate. And uh-huh. dude, the patch that they added balance changes, man, you can tell. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've got Lunar Emperor Thresh, Lunar Empress Ash, and Kiana. Uh, Lunar Guardians, Kha'Zix, and Malphite, and then Prestige, Por- Porcelain, Lissandra. Very poggers skins. Um, Aiden, tell us about the cyber attack. Yeah, Riot had a cyber attack. It was like a... Um, fuck, I can't think of the term. Where Fishing like, um, or... Oh, like, Ransom. Yeah, fish, fan, fishing is the... Yeah, like so like pretty well what happened is it sounds like a rioter clicked on a link in an mm-hmm. email that was took advantage of like, Hey, there's tons of layoffs and stuff. So it was like an email, like, Hey, you've been laid off, like click here to like see your status mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so it's like fish fishing is not the right word, but there is a t- uh, term for like mm-hmm. that, uh, type of like, uh, attack anyways they got uh into like their stuff they fucked up some stuff um the reality is it's like no passwords or anything were stolen the main thing is they got parts of source code and like stuff that they're working on um they do want uh riot to pay ransom for it the riot said they're not going to um the main thing they said they put in a big statement today i'd recommend go reading it but it was pretty well saying hey um there is a world in which people can manufacture cheats from this, like, because they now know, like, kind of the inner workings of the system a little bit more, um, and stuff that we've been working on that we're very excited about that may not, may or may not even come out might be leaked. Um, we just wanted to let you guys know, sort of thing, yada, yada, yada. Um, so things to expect is potentially there could be more cheats. They said that they've also been looking at upping their anti cheat, anyways. So this is not that it is a good thing, but like, it's something that, like, has been it's now more of more of a priority even though it's something they've been thinking about mm-hmm. and then the the leak stuff is just more like hey we have a bunch of cool stuff that we're excited about it might get leaked don't get overly excited don't be disappointed that we're like it's it's leaked um we're not letting the hackers like have power here hmm interesting yeah uh and if they also wanna... and they also said that um they weren't concerned about personal information getting targeted right yeah that so. was like the that was the yeah, initial thing, and then mm-hmm. uh, I guess the only other thing is like it, it did screw up the scheduling a little bit. That's why the patch is pushed a little bit. That's why it's uh, tw- uh thirteen point one B rather than thirteen point two. Um, but by the time that thirteen point three comes out, we'll be back onto like a regular schedule. Yeah, poggers. Nice. Go ahead, hey. uh, Colton. Yeah, if if you don't want to be uh, a victim of a cyber attack yourself, you should use NordVPN. Because they've got some uh, pretty good threat protection that will help to block trackers, ads, and malware online. They've also got the fastest VPN on the planet with 5,400 servers worldwide. Um, That's going to let you connect real good, real fast, wherever you want to be. You can connect from whatever country you want to be if you're trying to get around like geo-blocking and watch content on whatever streaming service you want. Uh, Really easy to use, and uh, they've got 24-7 support. 
all that great stuff is available to you if you go to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast where you'll get a huge discount on your nordvpn plan a bonus gift and all of that is completely risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee again that's nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast don't be like small indie company riot games and get hacked use nordvpn and protect yourself <laughs> nice uh aiden you want to tell us about the perceived role strength? Yeah, so I said I got people to fill out a big survey. Um, once again, just 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 so we're aware of how statistics and stuff work and communities and just subsets of data. Um, it was like six or so people who filled it out. So it's a small portion of data, and it's also all contained to this community, which uh, you could argue is probably leaning more towards support players and. Um, I, I would say people who look out look to find a League of Legends podcast are typically maybe like on the lower ELO uh, end mm-hmm. um, are just certain types of players, right? So it, it, it's not a full view of the entire League of Legends ecosystem, but it is like super interesting to see this. So pretty well, I put out a survey. Uh, thank you, everyone who filled it out. And it was real saying like, hey, can you rank um, the each role and how strong it is like as a percent so like in a perfect world every role is 20% of the team right top jungle mid AD carry support um, and then I also asked for things like can you rank them can you tell me can you rank them from like uh, most fun to least fun can you um, then I asked for like what roles they play and what ELO they ended not to shame people but more just to see if there's any correlations for ELO mm-hmm. there wasn't too many correlations other than <laughs> okay I'm going to say it because I, I told Nick it earlier, I was going to talk about it the, the only people who didn't add up to 100 were only bronze players which i thought was funny um bronze and silver um <laughs> I, I do think there may have been a tiny tiny little bit of confusion uh, as to yeah, how yeah. to fill it out at first um, I, I didn't just think it was yeah, funny. i'm looking at i'm looking at your numbers right now and i have no idea what any of this is saying yeah yeah, yeah. so, so gonna I'll, I'll start going through this so um <laughs> for the first question was hey uh rank all of these roles uh based on percentage of how much impact they have in the game right so in a perfect world t- top jungle mid bo- bottom and support are all 20 20 percent impact of the team um so i i took the i looked up uh from our 60 or so um responses um the uh highest and lowest percentage impact that players thought these roles had um top had the lowest impact was five (laughs) percent and most impact people thought uh top had was 30 percent um we'll talk about our our ideas in a second jungle Mm -hmm. was 10 percent on the low end 40 percent on the high end mid was 10 percent on the low end 35 percent on the high end bottom was five percent on the low end 50 percent on the high end um (laughs) that support was five percent on the low end um um, and 30% on the t- uh, high end. And then beside there, I just wrote like what roles actually said it. So like a top laner thought um, mm-hmm. bottom was 50% of impact. Um, not to laugh at that, but uh, I think I, I, there's no, maybe I mean, a world where they thought that you meant bot and support. <laughs> maybe yeah um but so uh nick and i talked about it a little bit and we actually dan has an awesome write-up in the uh discord mm-hmm. dan's a master ready carry player um and he pretty well wrote it like this is what i think and uh i think nick and i kind of agree with it overall where in reality there are different strengths of the roles but it's within a couple percent of each other like i think when i did it, i put jungle at 23 and the other ones were 21 20 19 18 sort of thing um Mm -hmm. like they're all very close um and i think nick was similar i think nick did might have done the like 22 21 20 19 18 mm, i did that that perfect like they're all within one percent of each other in turn in descending like strength 
Yeah, so like 5% from like the highest to the lowest uh, difference. Um, mm-hmm. But I did think it was really interesting how many people uh, did widespread uh, amounts between the, the roles. Mm-hmm. Um, like Colton, like what would you say? Like uh, just, just you don't have to like fully think it through here. Um, but like if you had to give like a percentage to each of the roles here. Um, I mean, again, I, I don't think that there's like, yeah, anything that's like crazy high, crazy low. I'd probably say maybe like, 24% jungle 20 like 1% like mid and bot mm-hmm. uh what that would leave also like, don't worry if it fully equals up we're, we're yeah like like 18% top and then maybe like 20% bot yeah I, I think I think it like it's jungle support uh mid and bot are pretty close i'd probably put ad carry a little bit under mid depending on the elo and then i think top is the least impact most Mm. of the time yeah um so that's kind of what we saw so the things i just talked about were unfiltered i ended up filtering out anything that was over 35 percent, anything that was below 10 percent um just because i think it's a little i think it's a little silly to assume that any role has more than one third of the team's impact. Um, and I think it's also silly to assume that any role has under like five percent or under 10% of the team's yeah. impact. Right. And, and um, I think that that's like, as a general rule, that's never true. There, there are certainly games where yeah, like, I, one player did 80% of the game that happened, yeah. but that's not the average. That's definitely yeah, something sure. I wanted to touch on is that I think a lot of people have like certain games that stick out to them that were like oh this is absolutely 80 like bot diff and for um like i I think specifically for top laners that kind of happens more frequently where it's like oh the games where the games that i lose feel like it's it's bot diff most of the time and i'm sure this is true for for bot laners as well uh it feels like it's bot diff most of the time um and then the games that don't are like 50 50 everyone's kind of like working when in reality it was you, you know, diff of a different kind. Um, and I think people are really, really, really bad at like trying to average out data over a large number where like, if you've played 50 rank games already this season, like that's a pretty good amount, but that's still like a, a, a like piss poor sample size. Right. Yeah, like, for sure. So I, I think it's really interesting to see how like people have classified it. Yeah, and then so I, I averaged all the numbers um, from all of these. Uh, so I have average scores that are like the full subset of data, full uh, d- uh, set of data, and then ones that are filtered out without the like plus 35%, under 10%. Um, and those are from highest to lowest would be jungle with 27%. This is uh, unfiltered right now, um, followed by mid with 21%, um, support with 20%, AD carry is 18%, and top with 15%. Filtered, that is um, jungle number one with 21%. So pretty big jump. So meaning... There are a lot of people who are maybe a little bit rash about saying, oh, jungle's fucking 40% of the, the game. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of what that tells me. It goes from 27% down to 21% yeah. when you filter out the crazy ones. Um, and then uh, mid is second with 17%, support third with um, 16%, tied with top with 16%, and then AD carries the lowest after you filter out the, the higher things. Interesting. You... I'm looking through it, and neither of these add up to 100. percent Yeah, well, it, it makes. But it was sense, just because right? of the averages. Yeah, it's averages. Well, um, well, the averages 
So the, fr- the, the first one should, should add up to 100, actually. The second one shouldn't, though, right? Because you're filtering out re- different people who have... Like, oh, you, are you are you filtering out every... Res- like, if I, I, I filtered rate... out the entire thing. If they, if they said... Yeah, then it should th- it, it still should. We don't have to go into data. It's fine. Um, anyways, <laughs> I, I can like show you the data after, by the way. Um, I also did this in my lunch. <laughs> uh, yeah, <no>. um, <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> But uh, anyways, uh, uh, the next thing is I also wanted to average these scores by the people who like main the role. There are some people who have overlaps. They say they, say they play both jungle and top, for example, or they play mid and AD carry or they play support mm-hmm. and whatever. Right. Um, so there's a bit of overlap, um, but it, it is interesting comparing the previous uh, ones to this one. So, for example, top laners, I think on average, their role has 15 percent impact, uh, which is, is pretty low. Yeah. Uh, AD carries and supports think their role has 17 percent impact. Mid thinks their role has has 19% impact and jungle thinks their role has 26% impact um, <laughs> which funny. funny enough is is actually um below the average for every single one of those roles uh, other than like top is the same but i don't think you're getting any lower than 15 percent uh mm-hmm. so everyone underrates their role uh which is i think that's pretty easy to assume going to that uh i think most people the role they play they're like oh i'm not playing the best role <laughs> yeah for i mean for sure that that is absolutely the case and something that i think we see uh in at least our discord very frequently as of late um where like it's always like a different role that has the most impact which can be frustrating i suppose but not necessarily true cool um oh i see okay i just quickly went into it colton i I just forgot to edit one actually no did i oh i did you're missing 15 percent yeah, no, no. So I, I edited it halfway through because I was going to filter them. And I, I didn't filter it till the end. I just didn't change the number that I divided everything by, like the number of things after I filtered uh, stuff out. Okay. I'm changing that right now, though. It's actually super easy to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, that no, makes way I more was... sense. Um, <laughs> like, I... no. Okay, cool. So like, yeah, so uh, just going back up to the this one right here, uh, again, the average scores. So the average scores actually are 16, 26, 21, 18, 19. That makes way more sense. Okay, so like jungle Jungle's even after adjusting yeah, after yeah even filter, after adjusting for people who, or sorry yeah that's wild hold on let me just change this really quick so we can actually have a discussion about it <laughs> um 16 still the same yeah that makes way more sense um <laughs> it's because i like did that manually the no, number you're... that i divided it by mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. we go that's what it is okay yeah so if you guys want to go through that really quick i'll change the other ones um just updated scores for average okay um so again yeah the new list is uh after filtering out people who went like crazy higher crazy low the average rating jungle 26 percent impact mid 21 support 19 80 carry 18 top 16 um i yeah I, i think that this is relatively in line i think most of us would probably put support a little higher mm-hmm. jungle maybe down to like 25 24 um but uh, again you know it's understandable why and i think it's it, it is true that in most games top has like the least impact but i also feel like they are amongst the highest highs when they're playing well um like you know a, a fed atrox can legit 1v9 in some games whereas like even if you're playing out of your mind on Lux it's like yeah you can maybe get a kill maybe a double kill on a good pick but you're not killing an entire Mm -hmm. team yeah and I think Um, there's something to be said for like impact versus strength where uh um, I I think a lot of top laners can agree that top lane characters like can feel strong 
but that doesn't necessarily take away from their complaints that they don't have as much impact as they'd like to have, mm-hmm. um, yeah, which is there's... totally understandable. Like no one, no one wants the game to be over before they have a chance to to play it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and, and like unfortunately, that can happen on any role in any game. Um, I feel mm. like a lot of this also like there's always going to have to be that conversation about high level play versus everyone else. Yeah, um, I, I think at a high level, these numbers are probably all like between 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like I think top laners are stronger and competitive. I think junglers are not as ridiculously can solo stomp the game because like you're not going to see like an AP jungle Nunu have 20 kills at 15 minutes on LCS stage. Like, it's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. I also want to um, highlight something that Nick's been saying for the past couple of days. Top laners are strong characters, right? Like, when a top laner is released, it is typically a strong character, um, which I think it has to be, by the way, just based on how the role is. It's a very mm-hmm. isolated role. Um, Cassante being the fucking prime example. That character is fucking turbo busted. Um, but guess what? He's 47% win rate and is pretty hard to play. Um, mm. It's just like... If you release a weak top laner, like a weak character, that character probably doesn't do enough to shore up the weaknesses of the lane, I would say. Yeah, which is fair. Um, And, um, oh, fuck. I feel like I had a really good point. Um, Oh, I just left. Oh, well. That's all right. You're dumb and you forget things. I am. I am dumb and forgetting things. Um, classic support means, am I right? A, <laughs> do you want to talk about how fun roles are to play in Raptors? I do, yeah. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I also think top lane sort of suffers from you have to play what's good. Very similar to, to what AD carries have to play, which is incredibly ironic considering it's usually top laners versus AD carries in this discussion. <laughs> where, like, it, I, I, I understand wanting to play characters that you enjoy. I, I truly, truly do. But then I also like am questioning how top lane can be a weak role when characters like Cassante exist, right? Like when, when these characters are strong, they are like at least one V two capable at, in most scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. And I think 80 carries are fall into that similar boat where the, I think the role is strong but if you're trying to play Gale Force Collector Aphelios into tanks, like maybe we step back from the situation and, and evaluate it a little differently. Yeah. Um, and I, I, think, I feel that way about top lane as well. I think it's a really good point that there is a huge difference between role strength and character strength mm-hmm. as well, like role impact, character impact. And that's something I think a lot of people miss in these discussions is they're like, you know, uh, not realizing it, but they're saying like my champion pool is not effective. Like my champion pool feels like it does nothing in the top lane. And like, yeah, that's true. And it, it might be because your character is too weak right now and needs buffs, but like that's, it's, it's not that top is weak. It's that you didn't pick like Cassante or Aatrox or something like, yeah, you, you, you picked Teemo. Maybe you're not going to have a, like, I, I don't know if Teemo is a good example, but like, no, I think Timo's there, a great there definitely example. is mm-hmm. there definitely is something there, um, and there's also something to be said where like you can still play something that's not like the best of the meta if if you're good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think right now MF has like one of the lowest win rates for AD carries, but I played a game on her and it felt pretty good, so I might start playing a bunch of MF again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, th- th- there's just definitely something to be said. Um, also, like, you know, it's a pretty heavy tank meta right now. So let's say, like, in this world, it's like Zach mid, Cassante top, their jungler is Maokai, and you pick, like, a-, a glass cannon assassin jungler. Like, you play, like, Talon jungle. It's like, yeah, you're, you're, you, of course you're going to feel like you can't do anything because mm-hmm. you can only kill two of the players on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, there's and- definitely a mix of like um having not being able to say something because you for example one trick a character right and then there's yeah, also like- something to be said of like it's also a video game at the end of the day so like it's it's fine if you feel like your character isn't very strong and you're a little bit upset about that you know what i mean yeah, yeah, that's super okay too. I I just think that's an important perspective to have. Whereas, like, oh, for sure. I I can recognize as an eighty carry or as a primary support player that like I don't really have to worry about my character being viable or non viable because it's the support role, and as long as you don't get like hard countered, if that exists in League of Legends, like the any character that I pick that is going to be functional with you know, subpar economy is going to be fine. And that's more yeah. like role strength mm-hmm. is yeah. more equivalent to character strength. Um, and I like that definitely doesn't exist for um, AD carry in, in top mm-hmm. lane. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think good example, I'll keep it quick. Is like, I've been playing mostly Nyla. Mm-hmm. Nyla gets absolutely butchered in a lot of lanes and it feels like I didn't get to play the game at all. Yeah. That's my fault in a way for picking Nyla. Like, if they pick something that just outranges the shit out of me or that does a lot of ability damage and my dodge becomes meaningless, like, hey, that's on me. I picked Nyla. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, your dodge you know. also reduces magic damage, so that's cool. True, yeah. But, like, if, <laughs> no, but if I, I was a Kaisa yeah. one trick, I, I would think AD carries a lot stronger right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Good discussion. Um, just moving on to just quickly, like, before we wrap it up, the the how fun are roles to play? I like, thought this was oh, also yeah, interesting. Yeah. It was a pretty big difference i would say the so i i just rated on five being like the highest one being the lowest and had people rank it um mid came out with an average of a 3.76 which is mm-hmm. pretty fucking high support was next with 3.16 jungle was 2.96 top was 2.6 and ad carry was the lowest with 2.53 um so Agreed. even though like AD carry is pain I mean, pretty consistently, everyone said top was the lowest impact roll. Even if it's like maybe a little bit, like people are pushing it a little bit too far, like saying it's a fifteen percent impact roll. I think we might be pushing it a little mm-hmm. bit far. Uh, but the, the, it's interesting that that's the case, and then people still think AD carry is less fun to play than top lane. I I, well, yeah. I I also think like I was looking at the correlation between roles that people play. Pretty well, everyone who plays mid plays either support or top as their secondary. Pretty well, everyone who plays bottom plays support as their secondary. A lot of supports play AD carry as their secondary or mid as their secondary. Um, jungle's kind of a fucking random crapshoot of what they play as their secondary. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I I think a lot of that has to do with like the low lows of AD yeah. carry as well as like the right because like your game can get fucked over by a mid laner showing up it can get fucked over by a jungler showing up it can be fucked up by your jungler not showing up it can be fucked up by your support leaving or just inting like you have a lot of weakness there as well as if your job is deal damage and you just have no gold you don't deal damage you don't get to do anything mm-hmm. a lot of top characters not all top characters but a lot of them are still useful even if you're like 0 and 10, right? Like I can be 0 and 10 down 80 CS, lost my tower at eight minutes, but if I still have Ornhorn for the Baron fight, 
I can do something. Yeah, to some extent, you can just build tank and and be a meat shield, right? Yeah, and, or like I can like... build anathemas and a mm-hmm. fucking knight's vow, and I can still be in the game. But it's like if I'm eighty carry, it's like cool. All I have is Bork, and the eighty carry has the other eighty carry has four crit items. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna auto me twice outside of my range, and I die. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah. Cool. Thanks for doing that, cool. Aiden. Yeah, very, it was fun. Uh, Hopefully, you discussion. guys enjoyed that. Yeah. 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 You want to talk about competitive league? Hey, so LEC started. <laughs> LEC started this past <laughs> week, and uh, um, we have some discussion on EU Champions queue, right? And then we can talk about uh, NA Champions queue as well, if you if you'd like. EU is making Champions queue. Poggers, uh, I think some players have asked for it straight up, just on the broadcast too, right? So uh, very exciting for them to to get that. Um, meanwhile, in NA, I think. Have have we had one Champions Q game yet? I haven't followed the Twitter account, but it was like six days in a row where zero, zero games mm-hmm. played on it. Yeah, so like, I uh, allegedly like, uh, well, not allegedly because that kind of implies something negative, but um, supposedly the the pro players are enjoying solo queue and just putting time into the new season, which is understandable. Um, but also, it, they it switched is... to five game scrim blocks rather than uh two three game scrim blocks, so you have less time because it's just like mm-hmm. fucking six mm-hmm. hours of straight League of Legends. Um, so but like, it is funny in... that like sorry, yeah, sorry. Like, I mean, they're in the office more, right? Like, like yeah. they're in the office from like eleven till eight on like the scrim days now, right? So mm-hmm. you can play solo queue, which I think most people play solo queue at the end of the season because that's where you hit challenger or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and like it's pretty active. Um, I I personally don't think the whole zero games of champions queue is like worrying like at this point right now i think if it continues to be zero like as we get weeks in when people start playing solo queue less that's that's probably worrying but right now i don't think it's a big deal at all and people are just being weird mm-hmm. yeah i i think so too it's just it is weird that there haven't been a sing. there's not been a single game like during that that time frame right like i don't know I don't it's, think uh, so. Like, a Champions Queue takes way longer to queue for, right? Like, that's the whole point. It's like you're literally queuing and then it's like being made and like to a lobby. Like, you're probably like your queue time for Champions Queue is probably like double to triple what Solo Queue is, right? You can get d- triple the amount of games in playing Solo Queue right now than you can playing Champions Queue. And that's like the main thing that I don't think people realize, especially at the beginning of the season when you're trying to grind and find new stuff out, like in the new that's season. That's fair. I hadn't thought about I, it from I just that don't perspective. Think it's a w- yeah. weird thing at all. Like, also, they're planning on like making Champions Q better because most people don't like the fact that Champions Q right now is um, tournament draft, um, where like you do like uh, three bands, three picks, two bands. You know, uh, they're gonna change it back to solo Q band style, um, mm-hmm. which will hopefully help get games going norm like faster. Which I think interesting. It's just like there's a lot of problems with Champions Q that people seem to just go oh it's just na players who are lazy and that's why they don't play it where i mm-hmm. i think eu is gonna have once again a very popular first season of champions queue and i feel like it will the popularity will go down because like there are there are issues with the concept um the concept's good because it's high higher quality solo queue um but the main benefit of champions queue is the fact that you're having pro players all play at the same time and not having like one tricks and shit like ruin your games mm-hmm. um, i i think a lot of people in maybe myself included kind of find a lot of frustration in the fact that this was something created like specifically for, you know, any solo queue play or any, you know, pro players. And, uh, and then it, at least from the perception, like the public perception, it was underutilized. Um, which I, I think from it, like, if you're reviewing it from that perspective can be, 
at least a fair perspective to have, you know, like the, the NA solo queue players are getting special treatment and then they kind of just like not use it, like specifically when they ask for it. So I, I, I think it's weird from that perspective, but otherwise, like I, I do understand what you're saying for sure. Yeah. I, I just feel like there's like a lot of things where people are just acting like it's pure, pure laziness when I don't think mm-hmm. the system is perfect by any means. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think as long as people are like practicing, that's like the most important thing. Whether it's scrims, solo queue, or champions queue, which I think yeah. is being done from what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I think that's it. So LEC or LCS starts this week, which is pretty exciting. Uh, gonna yeah. I said this in the Discord, but I'm gonna try my best to um to watch all of the L- LCS games. Uh, I think I've probably already given up on watching all of the LEC games. I just don't think I'm uh, invested enough in any of the teams or players to uh, to <laughs> watch everything, but yeah, it should uh, should be pretty fun. Cool, um, cool. You guys ready to do round table? Yeah, let's talk about the table of the round. Um, so last week's Ballers. question was, "What makes you excited for League of Legends again?" From our Twitter, Winion said, "Bring back Twisted Tree, tree Line." Casper said, "New game modes like Odyssey, Star Guardian Invasion, Overcharged, etc. Large events and expansive game modes. That isn't something that we've seen before." Fenrir said, I'd like to see a revert on Drakes. <laughs> I think with the amount of power in the game currently, reverting Drakes to gold, XP, and maybe an additional temporary buff would be a good change to reduce power creep artificially. That would be a buff to top lane. Uh, I don't think it'd be a good <laughs> change to the game, though. <laughs> um, uh, then, last but not least, uh, from our Twitter, the Jedi Ninja Lightsaber Coach said, Whoa. Man, this is a good question. Played for the first time in two to three years, mostly because I didn't have a PC to play on. And while it felt fun, it felt a tad bit overwhelmed by the UI and item changes. Um, so it sounds like he just wants like a, like a, either a way to get back into the game or a way to like maybe make it a little more simplified, which I think is fair. From our Discord, Pards Bay said, if they have a Heroes of Storm style Aram, I think it'd be pretty cool. In HOTS, everyone gets three random characters to choose from, but if it's uh, the same pool, so you can end up with three Blitzcranks on a team if you wanted. I think that would make me excited to play Arams at least uh, for a little bit until the enemy team gets, what, three LeBlancs or three Akalis or... <laughs> anything like yeah. that. Um, Dan Man said, uh, this excites me the game currently excites me but i'd really like to see a lot of effort put into make solo queue and or clash more competitive an idea would be moving duo to flex uh if they did other changes alongside it to get more people excited for flex queue another could be making clash double elimination they could somehow get people committed for a uh for it along with adding a clash elo slash division to the tier high level coordinated team league of legends is really fun and it also mm-hmm. adds even more motivation to get better in solo queue since you'd be helping your team out that way i agree I agree, Dan, who's in our flex group. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've been pushing for like competitive like league stuff yeah. for like a while. I think it's just the most fun way to play league. It's also just fun hanging out with your friends. I feel like that's the closest thing we're gonna get because we're not just gonna fucking hop on and play normals anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, agreed. Uh, cool. This week's question though is: you get to permanently learn a League of Legends champ's ability in real life. What's your pick and why? This is tough because ultimates allowed. Yeah. Uh, give me an ultimate and a non-ultimate one. Okay. Okay. I've... <laughs> All right. What's your, so... what's your answer, Colton? <laughs> well, so I've, I've got my real answers and I have like silly answers because like I wanted to just meme Aiden and be like, I want Malphite W so I can slap people real hard. <laughs> or, like I'll take Jinx Q so I can just switch guns, mm-hmm. things that I can already do. Um, but my, I mean, actual answer, like hundred percent Shen Alt. If I can take an ultimate 
and uh, Aurelian Soul E if it's a regular ability. Yeah, I I am thinking the same like down the same path. Uh, mine was going to be um, like Twisted Fate Ultimate, I guess. If if it didn't have like such a, I I don't know what the like the distance limitation would be, um, but uh, otherwise like if there is a distance limitation, then yeah, I'm taking Shen for sure. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Same where it's like okay, if, if there's a distance limit on TF Alt, yeah, it's, it's really like. I'll teleport anywhere you want or teleport to somewhere where you know somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and both of those are like, yeah, of course I'm going to take that. Like, right. It, it would just be so uh, nice to not travel, you know? On a three-minute cooldown, I can just like go over to Nick's, hang out, have dinner, play some games, teleport home. It would be really funny to take Shenult and then like not communicate with the person you're teleporting to, right? I was thinking like, oh, who would you... like If I, if I had to take it, who would I teleport to, to work? on right like that's it's a really mm-hmm. weird way to to view that <laughs> i wonder what getting shielded feels like it probably feels True. good yeah yeah i would just um, i would just make sure to call like one of my co-workers and like we once we start the conversation i'm like i'm good i know they're in the office <laughs> hey i had a question about uh <laughs> yeah that's really funny um and then otherwise i was thinking um maybe zillion e I feel Ooh. like it'd be cool to to just be able to run like a hundred percent faster, or slow people down a hundred percent slower, or just cripple people. I guess. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 it would be, it would be very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like, I feel like some very weird like real world applications where it's like, you know, if 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 you're a decently fast runner and you double your speed, like you can just be the world's best sprinter. You could, and like you can yeah. just now have a career from that ability. You could you could speed yourself up for five seconds, right? On like a ten second cooldown. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have some downtime between like running super fast and running just normally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Oh yeah. Aiden, what were your picks for ultimate and non ultimate? Uh, mine were both goofy. Mine was uh, gangplanks. Uh, oh my god! Oranges. Uh, okay. Because it's just infinite oranges. Um, mm-hmm. And then my other one was Nobby's, <laughs> Nobby's Evan Flow because it's infinite water. Whoa! <laughs> nice. Nice, I, dude. I, I do really like the idea of Gangplank W if it like cures all aim- ailments. Like you have a stuffy nice. nose, Orange. oranges. You have a fucking strep throat, oranges. You got the flu, oranges. That would be that would be pretty funny. You got I a headache, selling oranges. oranges that cure any illness. Oh yeah! If, okay. If you can give those oranges to people, billionaire. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. If you want to tell us uh, what, what ability if... you have, uh, <laughs> go ahead, Nick. Uh, so what? <laughs> I I feel like we should just talk about Gangplank's other abilities because they're way funnier than just oranges that cure people. That's well, actually I was a good answer. Gonna make a joke about all his abilities. Like uh, I could have his um passive his, whenever or I kill e- an animal, w, I get extra oranges. Gold. <laughs> yeah, you just get a gun <laughs> that if you kill things with it, you get extra gold. <laughs> I just also like Aiden that he went infinite oranges, check, infinite water, check, infinite barrels. No, I don't want it. No. Yeah, infinite barrels that if you, I guess, punch would deal yeah. your punches damage in like in an area around it. And they get weaker over time. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, good answer. 
Great, if you want to tell job, us uh, <laughs> where what uh, <laughs> legal legibility you'd have, you can hit us up on our Twitter at LeagueCast. Send us an email, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com, or come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. It's already popping off. Just nice. tell us I, what Gangplank ultimate or ability you want and why. That's the real <laughs> I, question. I realize I didn't even talk about Aurelian E, which I guess is pretty straightforward, but it's like you just fly in one direction until you decide to stop. Mm-hmm. I Part of me wants to imagine it being actually very slow. Yeah. <laughs> because I just think it's so funny where it's like the same speed as walking, but I can just fly over everything. That's funny. I mean, that'd be good though. Straight line. Yeah. Straight, straight line, fly over everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe have to like land and readjust course, wait for 15 seconds so <laughs> I can calibrate. That's not bad though. Your arms um, get pretty tired. Uh, no, I don't have to flap. I just go. Mm, I see. Um, cool. Thanks, Aiden. Our, let's jump into mail fight. We're going to try to get through these as quickly as possible, but we're going to have some for next week. So we, we got it written down. Uh, first up is Shark. Hey, Leadcast. Listening to the podcast last week reminded me of the conversation I was having with my school's esports coach. The main points of the discussion without tripping up specific details that I will probably misremember were, number one, both teams locking in an 80 carry marksman bot has I been a gentle... We did this one last week. Did we? I might have missed like what? Yeah, I think we actually we did, definitely yeah. talked about this one last week. Okay, cool. Um, good. Yeah, the next one is from Andrew. Hey, 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 my possibly parasocial pals. It's the top lane Andrew with my second ever email. My first email was about Silas Jungle, and I'm excited to see that the chain gang is growing amongst the trees. Besides that, I've got a really meaty set of questions for you. First thing I wanted to say is after I saw the changes to Jax coming up, I decided to play with him a bit. Uh, and I'm in love instantly. I was wondering if you guys have had any experiences similar to that. Second, I was re-listening to some shows from a year, maybe two back, and someone asked about cinematics. So I was wondering if, uh, with all the pretty good to okay to awful cinematics that I've released since then, has your list changed? Maybe give a top three uh, favorite than your least favorite. Mine would be season 2022, KDA more solely because it's a banger and that song and cinematic is the reason I started playing. Number three, Warriors season 2020 slash Awaken 2019. These are both top tier. Can't choose just one last the brink of infinity or whatever. Thirdly, I wanted to ask uh, uh, about is if you think the relationships you have with active people in the community, not super active, just joining a game night or two and chatting with y'all in general are parasocial. I remember Ludwig uh, made a huge deal about parasocial relationships. I'm not your friend. And I was wondering uh, your opinion, since you all are much more interactive in the community individually than larger streamers generally are. Last roundtable, I want to hit silver, which I fully believe I can do and make a push for or hit gold. That's all, boys. Apologies to everyone for the length of the email and you specifically for the terrible formatting. I tried to bold the thing I want you to respond to since you guys uh, sometimes get overwhelmed with questions. Well, Andrew, the, the entire email is bolded for us. Um just that's, that's just how the your fault and how you pasted it yeah yeah it's definitely our fault that's just how we like format the emails <laughs> yeah to tell just them go back apart. and forth between bold and unbold yeah, so people but, can read them it is really funny to to include that um let's go down the list have we had a character that we instantly just like fell in love with um i think for me like playing samir the first time felt like like hey I think our, I think other reactions is like this character is going to be the most fun character in the game in six months when she's not like doo doo trash and then subsequently godlike OP. Yeah, I honestly can't remember my first time playing most characters, um, so I, I can't really say that any of them like super like grabbed my attention. I was like this one, um, so yeah, not for me. Aiden, when did oh. you know that it was Tom Kench? I 
started playing Tom Kench like within a year of him coming out like really a lot. Um, I was like looking at it. I've played Tom Kench fucking like since like season six, like as my main, which is kind of crazy. crazy because I don't remember you like meaning him for that long. It feels like definitely I, I would say like three or four years, I guess. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like in my head, I'm like, okay, in season seven is the year I hit master tier playing Blitzcrank, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I, I probably picked him up after then. But if I go back, like, I still had 80 games of Tom Kench that season. In the season before, I had 150 games of Tom Kench. In the season wow. before that, uh, which is the season he came out, I had zero. So, like, mm-hmm. I played zero the year he came out. But the year after, I played 150 games of him. <laughs> Imagine yeah. just playing 150 games of rank, period. Hey, I'm getting, <laughs> like, how many do I have right now? Um, I have 26. Not wow! Look at you go on your main. That's, that's yeah. That's like thirty percent of what I had last <laughs> season already. Yeah, nice. Um, Next one, cinematics. I'll be honest. I don't remember a lot of the cinematics, but Awaken is my favorite. I don't remember a lot of them as well, uh, but I'm just gonna give. Uh, I think like off the top of my head, I remember the fiddlesticks one being very cool. Uh, forever shout out to like Mm -hmm. the original like intro to league of legends like (laughs) pre-season one cinematic Uh it looks so goofy and bad now but damn if that didn't get me hyped 12 years ago Mm -hmm. yeah um and we'll we'll just say the fucking amumu song i don't care man that song is so good poggers mommy aiden uh, I like really, really like a twist of fate, just mostly because like context. So like season two worlds finishes. Hey, we got one more thing for you, and then it's like a really cool cinematic. Um, it's like an all right cinematic, yeah. all things considered. But like I said, it was cool because like it was like every year after that, I was like, ah, at the end of worlds, they show a cool cinematic, and they've never done it again. I don't, man. I that is like my favorite. I, I like fighting game trope. I'll say. I was for, gonna say yeah. Like it's, like it's the fighting game thing that Nick always talks for about for big tournaments. I don't know why. Like if you're if you have this big event, showcase a character that's coming up. Like give us a little teaser. People get so fucking hyped for that. Like yeah. that is definitely some of the hypest moments of like having attended Evo twice. Like character reveals were absolutely the like the loudest the stadium got, barring like a, a like a iconic like evo moment you know yeah yeah and i i think that that would actually be also a good way to like boost numbers of viewers if like one they did that and two they could very easily put like a code that expires in like 30 minutes so that if you're watching live like hey you get this character when it comes out a week from now right like Mm -hmm. like lcs finals finishes boom cinematic new character chad the top laner Use this code, you get them free next week. Yeah, that'd, like, be, that'd be cool. People, my, my favorite ones, my favorite ones are the ones that are like, oh yeah, and if you go home right now, you can play They're it. Available. Yeah, like it's so sick. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, next, the very last one, the yeah. we'll, we'll do this one. We'll address this and then do one more email. How about that? Um, are we like? Do we have a parasocial relationship? Are we like friends with? the the listeners is uh, i'm not I think too the, worried the about question. it like i've thought about it before i think we're still at the point where like i know the names of people mm-hmm. and i think that's fine i think when it's the point where i don't know those people and they feel like they know me that's where that's where the whole parasocial thing comes in but if i know someone i like someone comes like into a custom game I'm like oh yeah I, I know who you are i know your name i know what you play i know what rank you are 
that's a two-way relationship you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i i think that there definitely is a level of it so i mean for those not familiar like a parasocial relationship is like if i like watch a bunch of will smith movies and i start thinking that will smith is my friend and that like he cares <laughs> about my feelings no like i'm i'm just someone who consumes the content that he makes um i i think you know we have a small enough community that we're active enough in that a lot of our listeners, I, you know, I would consider acquaintances. I, I definitely think that there is, you know, that parasocial relationship, right? It's, there's a spectrum there where, you know, all of them, all of our listeners know more about me than I know about them. And like, obviously like if they're listening to the show, like that is a very one-sided interaction, Um, but I also think most people are reasonable enough to realize that like the person whose podcast I listen to is not like my good buddy, you know, that there, there is a a level there. Mm -hmm. Um, and and there are, you know, some members of our community that like we play with all the time and we talk to often and I would, you know, consider them, you know, acquaintances, friends, whatever it might be. Um, but like, I I think that Bruce, my friend, you can say it. <laughs> uh, I think it. I think it's it's you know right like that weird <laughs> level of gradation that those relationships build and again it's a little lopsided in our format but I you know I I don't think that there's a lot of the the far end of it where like I I don't think there are any listeners out there who are like Aiden and Nick are my best friends and you guys have never heard of this person ever mm-hmm. I, oh. I I I think. So I've, I, I guess like I'm failing to see how this is like necessarily a bad thing aside from this one particular example where, um, uh, I, I think it's fine, I guess from my perspective, unless you start to like participate in some of the, like maybe like negative jokes that we make towards each other. I think the, a really good example of this is if you guys have seen, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, um, I don't remember what the 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 female character's name is. D. Yeah, D. Like everyone would just walk up to her and just call her a raging bitch, which is like it's funny in the context of the show. But you got to remember that this is like a, a a human like person, right? And I think that's also something that can apply to us. Like we we I think make jokes at the cost of at, at each other's expense, you know, fairly frequently. And I I would say that's probably like an aspect of our relationship that we all enjoy, right? If we have a bad day, we'll like joke each- with each other about it. But I do think it's different if somebody comes in, like I'm going to join this community and say like, holy fuck, Colton, you suck at solo queue, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I just think that's a different like aspect to it that maybe a lot of people don't consider, right? And uh, yeah, and I, and I also think that, uh, or sorry, were you? No, I, I was just going to say, and I think like that's sort of the, the negative aspect of it that I always consider. Um, but I don't think that happens to us fairly often. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the other kind of side where, cause I'm with you that I feel like, you know, parasocial relationships, you know, as a baseline are not necessarily bad. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's okay to feel close to somebody who's like content you consume as long as like it, it is healthy mm-hmm. um you know like there there are a lot of like shows and podcasts or whatever where it's like i feel like i know these people but i also know that if i walked up down like to that person on the street 
it was like, hey, I really like this thing that you make. They're going to say, thanks, that's cool. Glad you enjoy the content and go on with their day. Like, they don't know me. There's nothing, you know, there. Mm-hmm. Um, there definitely is some, you know, danger in parasocial relationships. If the person who is like the content creator, you know, the the celebrity or whatever abuses that. And I mean, I think we see that all the time with like all of the fucking scandals with like girls particularly minors where it's like hey big streamer slides in a 14 year old's dms like and then uses that parasocial relationship Mm -hmm. to like abuse that power or if like we were constantly like hey you're you're our friend you know i we really need you to send us all of your money like we make it pretty clear that like hey we enjoy the patreon dollars we enjoy the support do not give us money if you do not have money that is like that you are okay to be throwing away. Mm-hmm. Like never ever use the $2 on lead cast. If that's $2 you need to eat or to pay your electric bill. Just kidding. Um, give me, give me. Yeah. Give, give it to us all. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that's, you know, yeah. generally more the issue is that like people can have unhealthy parasocial relationships, but that's just a dynamic that exists in today's day with, you know, content creation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Thank you to Andrew and thank you to everyone else. If we didn't get to your email, we'll get to it next week. Oh wait, uh, yeah. Um, so we'll we'll do it next week. I know we said we we're gonna do one more, but we ran a little late on that one. Um, so thank you guys for listening. If you want to send us an email, it's mail at leecastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch, King Lana, Blue Basket, Leecast Frost on Twitter, where Leecast. Visit us on Facebook, Leecast. Uh, visit our website, leecastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg forward slash leecast. And support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.